It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you checked out all the new handicappers at Wager Talk? If not, here's your chance. You can take 50% off your first daily or three-day all-access purchase at Wager Talk using coupon code TRYWT. Our new roster of experts is 30 deep, covering sports from all around the world, giving you tons of options to choose from. All you have to do to redeem this offer is go to wagertalk.com, choose a handicapper of your choice, and use coupon code TRYWT at checkout, saving 50% on your first purchase. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you all recovered and uh, enjoyed the action yesterday. I'm Andy Lang from wagertalk.com. Thanks for joining us on Prop It Up. Uh, joining me, as always, my fellow prop master, Andrew McGinnis from wagertalk.com. Matt Josephs isn't with us uh, today. He is with family, so shout out to Matt. Um I and I, I got to say, Matt cashed his five percent college football play last week as he was very, very confident in it. And Andrew, he's he's got another one up. Uh, he's getting awesome. addicted now. <laughs> he's <laughs> when, he's winning feeling is, it. I like it. He's feeling it. Yes, winning is contagious. So he has a five percent college football play that is up right now. That is at Sports Memo. Dot com. He is number one in college football at Sports Memo. That's why we're promoting this and bringing this up. So our job is to make everyone money. So go grab that play. Uh, it's five percent Sports Memo. Uh, it's under Matt Joseph. So shout out to him, um, Andrew. I guess uh, let's start off and recap the the three games yesterday. Anything jump out to you or any big takeaways? Um, what do you think of the Thursday action? I mean, well, um, Andy, I'll tell you what, I, I watched one of the TikToks that you did for wager talk and you talked about Josh Allen, um, you know, not running as much, right? Like with his injury and just looking a little bit like, you know, less, um, antsy to leave the pocket. And I think that's certainly something we should, we should be looking at moving forward as well. I mean, it was definitely something that was very clear to me. It was a great handicap, good call by you there to look at some of the running and, you know, some of these teams are just different. Um, when even a small injury like that happens because Josh Allen is good, but you realize he's good and has a great arm, but when he can't leave the pocket, it really exposes that he's only kind of a one-way player now. And that's one thing I noticed in that game, you know, and you, I wonder what the rushing prop might have been for him yesterday. I kind of, you know, during that game, I was like, man, I really wish I took the under in that one. But um, overall, I was, I was only really involved from a prop perspective in the late game. Just one prop for me yesterday, Andy, as you know, I've been a little lower volume this year. And I had Mac Jones over on his completions. And uh, 
look, I, I said it last week on the show when I covered the Patriots game, and uh, I think we gave out some pretty good picks in that game. Um, look, he he gets a lot of completions, not usually a lot of passing yards. Yesterday it was both, but I knew against the Vikings in a game where they had to put up some points that he would have to go over that number. So that's really what all I really had for yesterday was the completions prop there uh, for them. But I got to say yesterday, it was a pretty interesting day. Um, it was definitely a day of the dogs uh, for the first two games, at least for the most part. Uh, that backdoor cover was hilarious as far as the Giants are concerned. But um, what about uh, what about the whole Pollard and Zeke, um, you know, back and forth combo? I think that was a big thing that we discussed last year on Prop It Up. And now leading into this year, I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on yesterday because I was looking at some props uh, for Pollard, uh, decided to stay off for clients. And there were some bad beats. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the bad beats there on the rushing yards and stuff. But uh, when he when he lost, I think it was four or five yards near the end of the game. But uh, what, what's your take overall on, on Zeke and, and Pollard and that uh, dual threat? Well, my take is I lost a 3% play on that last Oh, you carry. had it? I had oh, Pollard no. over. And Wow. Uh, I feel like an asshole now. I'm just rubbing. No, no, just, no, no. You 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 are absolutely right. I will tell you I will tell you why uh that play had nothing to do with or anything. Uh as soon as he went over, I had a friend text me that uh okay, we cashed Pollard and I was like, "Are you celebrating early?" You, you you never do that. He's over by one yard. No. And then when he came into the game late, I, I automatically knew what was coming. And so that's why we lost is my friend yeah. celebrated too early. It's, the, it's man, Andy, that's, that's why reception props are awesome because you can't lose a reception. You can't, you You're can't right. take a reception away. <laughs> it's, it's just there, you know, it's true. but it's uh, so true. yeah, those are rough. Those are rough. Um, the running back ones. Yeah, Congrats and, to you, though, and, on your 5% winner, Andy. Yeah, that was uh, – Jacoby Myers over-receiving was a 5% play. He catches one long pass to start the game, and he gets hurt. He comes in and out of the game. He's under – even though if he would have been healthy, he would have cashed it by halftime, and then he cashes on the very last play of the game, which I I don't – I cannot remember winning a 5% play in stranger fashion. It was it was exciting. Uh, it's the ebbs and flows of prop betting. It's it, – it was an unbelievable moment. I uh, one that I I will not forget <laughs> that cash ever. Uh, like Andy, the, the, cheer, cheering on Jacoby was pretty much the bright spot of my, you know, visit to uh, Gillette Stadium last Sunday. The tailgating was fun, but in a three-three football game for the pretty much the entire game, all I was cheering for was Jacoby. I, I was like just narrowing it on him, get him the ball, get him the ball, get him the ball, and uh, so he's a guy again. And you know what's funny? Is just like I mentioned on the show last week, his receptions prop went under again, Andy. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, some people are yards guys, some people are receptions guys, and he's just a receptions guy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it was uh, it, the 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 Mac Jones completions. I was kicking myself the whole game because our five percent play was either going to be the Mac Jones completions or Jacoby Myers, and we ended up going with Jacoby Myers. Um, so. Uh, nice call on that one. Uh, the, the the Pollard and Zeke game, I, these guys are going to rotate. You could tell the yeah. Giants made a concerted effort to go after Pollard. Like when Pollard was in the game, he was just getting gobbled up. It was like they kind of just said, all right, we'll let Zeke beat us. I don't know if other teams are going to um, are, are going to do that as well. But um, the the Bills and Lions, you actually uh, – you mentioned Josh Allen. Josh Allen ended up going over his total because he rushed a bunch at the end. 
Um, there's, there's something about this Buffalo team. They cannot get this balance between running and passing on, on this team last week. Mm -hmm. They had, they, they attacked more with the run and you know, they, they got the win and then they come back and what do they do this week against Detroit? They throw it 42 times and they only rush it 29 times. And you know, they almost lose to the lions. And I, I think they're going to, this is their Achilles heel. I think is, is this the struggle between our like them not being able to run the ball. And I don't understand why they don't commit to it. Devin Singletary averaged over five yards a carry. Um, you know, they, they have some of the pieces, but for whatever reason, they just get caught in this thing where we got to throw, we got to throw. And listen, when you're throwing to Stefan Diggs and you know, some of these others, I get it, but this balance is going to be a real problem for them. Um, for Detroit, they, need to, they need to uh, take some notes from uh, Matt Patricia on, on how to play out, how to coach a boring football game. I mean, right? they, they don't know how to do it. They got to just, they, they got to just yeah. run the ball down team, down teams throats. Sometimes they can't be up, you know, 10 points and looking for these 60 yard tosses all the time. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I, I heard a fascinating stat on a podcast and forgive me. I, I do not remember who said it, uh, but I have to give them credit. When a Monroe St. Brown, starts and finishes the game for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff is the fifth highest, most efficient quarterback in the league. That's how good Amon Ross St. Brown is. He affects Jared Goff in such a positive way that 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 Jared Goff becomes an elite quarterback. And you look at it yesterday, 23 of 37, 240, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And Amon Ross St. Brown, nine catches for 122 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if we're looking yeah. for a guy to bet on to, to, you know, the second half of the season, it's gotta be, it's gotta be this guy. So, um, all right, guys, let's, uh, Andrew, let's get into breaking some games. Well, real, real quick, tell everyone what you got going on for this weekend in particular today, because everyone that's watching live can take advantage of, uh, this huge hockey slate today, right? Yeah, that's what's great about uh, no games taking place yesterday. You know it's going to be a loaded slate, uh, for today. And, uh, well, like I keep making that, uh, you know, that, you know, cliche joke yesterday was just an average Thursday here in Canada. So I had some t- time while watching football to uh, just go over the games and uh, break down the NHL slate. So uh, I've got a lot of strong opinions uh, going into today's slate. Andy, really excited about it. A couple 4% plays, which is rare for me uh, these days in on one day. Um, and three NFL plays going up after this show, including a 5% play as well. And of course, as you always know, uh, the props as well, always uh, included in those packages. So I can't wait for this weekend. Look, the weekends are always exciting. And I always come on here with you and say, look, this is going to be a big day. This is going to be a big day. The next three days are going to be huge. Um, I'm more locked and loaded, I think, than I've been uh, really able to talk about over the last few prop it up shows, uh, especially over today's big NHL slate. Friday is usually a very quiet NHL slate. So between today, tomorrow, I am dabbling in the NBA props. I think I have told you that, Andy, but uh, that's been really fun as well. Uh, and then look forward to getting back to the UFC grind as well. What about you? Uh, um, no UFC this weekend, but there is PFL tonight, and I believe we are going to put up a PFL. Uh, this is a pretty bettable card. I normally don't bet on on PFL and Bellator, but I believe we're going to have one play, a strong play that goes up tonight. And then, yes, we will have another 5% play going for this Sunday in the NFL uh, 12 and three run on these 5% plays. So they've just been absolute money. And then I, I, I have to point out how good we're doing in women's college basketball. We're 14, two and one 
to start the women's college basketball season. So, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So when I'm t- when I when I tell people like, hey, what plays of of mine should I follow right now? It's these big best bets in the NFL. It's the women's college basketball and uh, World Cup is doing pretty good as well. So those are the sports that are by far the most profitable uh, and we're running the best in right now. So, so sometimes, um, Andy, it's funny. I find that like with our streaks, like looking at our streaks and how we're doing in certain sports, the time that I don't look to check the database to see like which which sports are hot or which particular thing is going well. I'll be just like delightfully surprised. Yesterday I went into the database and saw I was on like an eight and two NFL sides run. And I was like, Oh, this is nice. And I was like, I didn't, didn't really know, but it's cause I've yeah. literally been just releasing like one or two per week. Right. If you, if you're releasing higher volume, you're easily able to be like, okay, last week was good. This week is good. We're running hot. But uh, yeah, so it's like an eight and two NFL sides run for me uh, going into Sunday. And this will only be my second 5% play of the season in nfl so i've been pretty low volume with them nice uh let's get into breaking down some plays and then we'll have our prop it up best bet here at the end of the show uh andrew i'll start with the saints and the 49ers we'll break down this one they've just been getting lit up in the running game the last three weeks the new orleans saints have been uh 184 yards rushing a game the last three games San Francisco <laughs> have allowed 58 yards rushing per game the last three games. So you have just a horrible rush yeah. defense against an elite rush defense. And uh, when you're looking at these numbers, I think the path is pretty clear. Take Alvin Kamara under his rushing total. I don't see a way that the Saints are ahead in this game. And with this defense, I think it's going to be pretty easy for them to take away Kamara and uh, possibly Alave. And then I think you're looking at McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell over his rushing totals. I, I see McCaffrey's rushing total is just below 60. I think that's a good one. I really would would like to see an Elijah Mitchell prop. If, if it comes out, it's probably going to be closer to game time. I would like him because I think it's going to be a low number, and I think they'll utilize him, especially if they're ahead. Uh, and then the other thing I have to bring up, uh, the, the Saints are absolutely fantastic against tight ends. They're fifth best in the NFL They've only allowed 362 yards receiving this entire year to opposing tight ends. I bring this up because wow. we hit, yeah, we hit a best bet on George Kittle last week, but it was because he had the best matchup possible. He was playing the worst team. Now he's playing one of the best teams. I, I, I think he goes under this week because we, we played him last week, despite the fact he had had a few games of going under in a row. So they use Kittle when when the, the, you know, the opportunity presents itself, I don't think this is a game that they're going to need to use him. And with the saints being so good, it wouldn't surprise me if Kittle helped block to clear out some big holes for McCaffrey and Mitchell. So tight ends are between 35 and 42 yards max against the saints. Those are like the best games that you're seeing from tight ends against the saints. As I played Kittle last week on the over cashed it. I think I would come back and play him under. Uh, you have to look at these matchups against these positional, uh, you know, tight ends and wide receivers and running backs. So uh, overall, I think you're looking at a really, really successful running game for San Francisco, a struggling running game for New Orleans, and then George Kittle coming off the big game. It's a good spot to come back on on the under, as his value is probably a little bit overinflated. So that's what I have for the Saints 49ers. Uh, Andrew, which game are you going to talk about first? Let's start. Uh, let's start with the Green Bay game, uh, the game yes. that uh, I've been asked about pretty much all week long, and and it's 
it's funny because a lot of people that ask me this obviously know that I, I'm a fan of the team, but I haven't really been hiding uh, my disappointment with them all year long, to say the least, Andy, that's for sure. Uh, but you're able to, the best part about it is if your team wins, they lose, doesn't really matter. You're able to find uh, some props and you're able to find some ways to make money with them. And look, there's been the Watson game. There's been the Tanyan game. There's been the Alan Lazard game. And for the, for the, for this, you know, Packers team, they're obviously going to have, Hey guys, we're back here on prop it up on wager talk TV. Look, uh, I was about to give out a pick on the Eagles, but our producer might not have thought I was going to do that. Cut my mic off really quick. Uh, but here we go. I'm back here talking about the Packers and the Eagles game. And look, for these games that I do and I select, I like to try and give out a pick or two um, from you know each team. And like I mentioned, a lot of times the games I select are games that I'm giving out prop picks to clients as well, except for just a couple different ones. So just kind of getting my feet wet for you guys and letting you know a couple things I'm looking at. And I always try and give out some quarterback props. And here's one that I think is is just a little bit, I think, I don't want to say too easy, but man, this Packers team gives up touchdowns to everybody, to every quarterback. And I know that this uh, Philadelphia team can run the ball in. But the fact of the matter is, we're getting a one and a half number here on Jalen Hurts, over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 105 at DraftKings. Let's talk about who the Packers have given up at least touch two touchdowns to. Uh, the Lions, Titans, Cowboys, Commanders, Bills. I mean, it's been, I think, five of six of their last seven games we have seen the Packers give up at least two passing touchdowns. Now, you're going to ask this Philadelphia offense to come in here and not be able to produce. I mean, I think it's going to be a very disappointing performance again from the Packers defense, which going into the season, I thought was going to be the bread and butter for them. Something they're going to be able to rely on with the lack of chemistry. It seems like Rodgers has with his defense, but to me, Jalen hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns has to be one of my favorite plays uh, of this game. I was even looking at the team total as well for Philadelphia. I just don't really see uh, green Bay stopping them. Uh, so hopefully that's music to uh, to Dan's ears and we won't get this show stopped again. But uh, as far as the Green Bay Packers go in the receiving position, look, I, I try and pick one or two guys each week that I like. And um, this week I I'm selecting Alan Lazard. I mean, I think this number is a little bit low. And I, I know that uh, the Eagles defense can kind of fly under the radar because their offense is so great. But this number at 49 and a half, I mean, we've seen him hit this countless times. Four of his last five, five games, he's hit this. And some of them, he's flown over it with 87 yards, 76 yards. And he's getting the receptions now. I mean, the thing is with, with Aaron Rodgers and this offense for the Packers, that they were really trying to distribute the ball. They were trying to spread things out. In a game like this, you have to go to your guy. You have to go who you're comfortable, comfortable with. And what I like about Lazard is that he can catch the short pass. He'll, they'll look to him in the deep ball. And I'm just a little bit surprised by this number at 49 and a half. So... Um, looking at them, as far as Aaron Jones go, I think that it would be a, one of those ones where uh, I would look at both rushing and receiving as he's one of those guys right now where he could kind of get, you know, those short dump offs and, and kind of go for a lot of yards or he could just have a strict running game. I know we've talked about that on the show a couple of times in the past few weeks, and uh, it seems like I'm the only one out of the, the three of us doing the, uh, the kind of the combo bets these days, but I really enjoyed doing those just strictly based off the fact that um, sometimes you see a guy just go off with one of them and, and not really the other. And I don't really want to be left guessing. So I would look towards that. 
Um, but again, guys, this is a game that I do have quite a bit of action on for clients. You can check it out at Wager Talk. But those two props, Andy, I'm a little bit surprised by that plus 105 on Jalen Hurts over on his passing touchdowns, strictly based on the Packers' history, who they're giving up touchdowns to. And if you're going to give up two touchdowns to Jared Goff, I think Jalen Hurts will be able to, to, uh, to get you too. Not that I hate Jared Goff, but it's the Lions. So. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you always want to use a guy that you, it's like very low on the totem pole. Like, well, if this guy can get it, yeah. my God, everybody should get it. That guy just happens to be Jared Goff. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the Bengals and Titans. I don't see props uh, that are out for this. I'm sure we're waiting on some injury news, especially in the backfield of the Bengals. But uh, this game just boils down to the Titans have a fantastic rush defense. It's one of the best in the league. But their secondary is just awful. So if you, I, I hope Joe Mixon plays. Um, I would like to take an under on Joe Mixon rushing. If he doesn't play, it's Samaje P. Ryan, and I think I'm probably going to take the under on his rushing. But then you look at the secondary, my gosh. So among teams who have played 10 games. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Titans have allowed the most passing yards in the league. And we saw last week that Cincinnati just... Leaned on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow cashed every single one of his props. He went over his completions. He went over his attempts. He went over his yards. I see no reason why you couldn't take that same approach this week. Uh, He should have a huge game. And then if he's going to have a big game, you have to look at T. Higgins, who had nine catches last week. Tyler Boyd only had two catches last week, I believe, for 47 yards. I don't. I don't foresee him having that low of a game. So I, I think it's pretty easy here to look at T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow and just say they're going to lean on them once again. I've noticed the Bengals are getting off to big, big starts in the first half. They've easily cleared their team total in the first half. So um, if you are if you believe in trends, look, look towards that one. For Tennessee, I mean, we all know about Derrick Henry. The fact is he went under last game and Ryan Tannehill went over. Um, way over, went over 300 yards. So I think if you're looking at Tennessee, I they have DJ Reader back, the Bengals do, so their rush defense should be a little bit better. And I think Tennessee is, is looking more towards these teams that are just stacking the lines. And they're saying – you know, all right, Ryan Tannehill beat us, and Ryan Tannehill has. So if you if you believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to do good, you've got a golden opportunity here to look at Traylon Burks over his receiving total here for a couple of weeks. I think if he, if he starts going over with consistency, the books are going to raise the line, but they don't get that aggressive, and we saw him have a huge game last week. So if you're a believer in Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee offense uh, passing game improving – Look to exploit Traylon Burks' overs here for the next couple of weeks because uh, you should get a pretty good window, especially if Cincinnati sells out to stop the stop the run. So uh, that's what I got for the Bengals and Titans. Again, so the lines aren't out yet for this one, but just get ready for, for that game. Uh, Andrew, you're looking at the Bears and the Jets. Uh, who knows? I mean, it looks like we got Mike White as the quarterback, Justin Fields. We're obviously waiting on that one, but what do you have for the Bears and the Jets? Muted. You are muted. 
Sorry about that. Um, look, good. there's no way to really to. I'm, I'm not trying to sound like that guy by bringing up a bet that I discussed here on the show because I didn't even give it out to clients. But taking that Zach Wilson on prop it up, not to throw an interception, might have been the funniest thing to watch in person because anybody that watched that game knows he should have thrown four interceptions last week. Uh, and I think that uh, it's well-deserved that he is not out there uh, this week. Look, the guy doesn't take any accountability for his actions. He goes in the media and says, no, 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 I didn't let down my defense whatsoever. Well, your defense allowed three points, and you were throwing the ball <laughs> over guys' heads all game. Look, the reason why I bring that up, Elijah Moore, um, he's a guy I expect for a big, big game this week, Andy. Um you watch the routes that he was running. He was wide open. You, you read the reports this week going into uh, to this weekend's game. It sounds like they're going to be looking at him quite a bit. It, look, the chemistry with, with Zach Wilson is just not there with him. I'm not saying I know if it's there with Mike White by any means, but it seems to me that they just kind of changed. They changed their, their offense as well um, when Zach Wilson isn't in there. You know, and almost like they, hey, we're going to give you the easy passes, which he will still won't make. And then you throw somebody else in there like White and he finds receivers downfield. So um, I haven't seen these numbers be, be like widely available by any means, but he's a guy I'm definitely looking for. Um, I will be looking at Carter as well. I feel like he wasn't utilized as much on the ground, which I think against a Bears team that don't look now is actually putting up points. Um, I think the Jets are going to want to establish possession, establish the ground game, um, and kind of just try and, you know, get a couple first downs. I mean, last week, it wasn't really pretty for them. They're punting the ball quite a bit. Um, so that's kind of where I'd look a little bit of the ground game for them. But Elijah Moore is someone I have a huge circle around for this week. I wanted to bring him up here on the show uh, because it's not like he had a bad game. You know, sometimes receivers – they got locked up, you know, they didn't run their routes properly. Last week is one of those weeks where I noticed at the game against the Patriots where he was open quite a bit. And then the targets he got, the ball was flying over his head. Um, it's one of those funny things where you're handicapping from a prop perspective, a game with a backup quarterback being activated, but it could be a really, really good thing for all kinds of receivers for the New York jets. Not a good thing for Zach Wilson. Um, look, and I mentioned as far as the points being put up for the Bears, um, I'm a little bit surprised by it, but uh, they, look, they've developed a little bit of an offense here. Um, but I'm going to go back to old reliable. Whenever I've really played um, these Bears games, I'm looking at one prop and one prop only, Andy, and I'll keep it simple. It's the over on Justin Fields rushing prop. Ten of his last 13 games, he's hit it. Um, teams are, are pretty much left questioning you know, do you blitz and go after him? Do you stay back? He has an arm as well. Now that they're kind of building some receivers as well, they're kind of have that deep threat, um, but he's going to get out in the pocket. He's going to make this Jets team pay on the ground, something they haven't really experienced over the past few weeks, this Jets team, and had to really worry about. Um, but I think he will make them pay. So um, 10 of the last 13, especially at this number, is a really good prop uh, bet to make here. And uh, those are the two ones I like in this game. Nice, good stuff uh, <clears throat> from Andrew McGinnis from wagertalk.com talking about the Bears and the Jets. Uh, I, normally we break down two games, but I thought I'd do the Colts and Steelers here as I've had a pretty good read on uh, this Colts team most of the year. We cashed a 5% last week on Paris Campbell getting over. And I, I, if, I'm, if I'm betting this Colts-Steelers game, the first thing I'm looking at is Kenny Pickett over his rushing total. The Colts really couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. They they had their moments where they were able to bottle him up, but then 
when all is said and done, he rushes for the game-winning touchdown. The, the, the seas just parted for him to run for that touchdown. He ends up running 16 times for 86 yards. I think Kenny Pickett can get outside and do some damage there. And then I like I like Pittman over his totals. Uh, we talked about how last week T. Higgins, Joe Burrow had a big week against the Steelers. I think the Colts could use a pretty similar approach. Jonathan Taylor is the only game in town in the backfield. They just don't have anybody um, to – to, to help him out. So his touches are going to be uh, somewhat limited. And Pittman had a good game last week. Matt Ryan likes throwing to Pittman and to Paris Campbell. So uh, don't be surprised if Matt Ryan airs it out a little bit. And I like Pittman uh, to go over. But Kenny Pickett by far rushing is the, the way I would look to attack the Colts and the Steelers here. Um, Andrew, we got a best bet coming up. But just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some NHL props. Um I've kind of found a little bit of a method that, that's that's been working. It's just a way to add a little bit to your bankroll consistently. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So uh, a lot of times we look at shots on goal, the uh, goalie saves. I've been looking at these guys that have a point every freaking game. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I know it's juicy. I, I, I get it. And, you know, it's tough to release these plays that are like minus 190, you know. But, I mean, take a look at uh, – you know, Dolan for Buffalo, like mm-hmm. this guy has a point every single game. And I'm kind of yeah. like, well, it, it, I'm looking at today. It's like minus 186. Well, he has three games this season where he doesn't have a point. It means he's, that means he's <laughs> cashing at an astronomical rate. Yeah. Um, that means I, it shouldn't I, I, be minus 180 probably. <laughs> it means it should be minus like 280 or 380. Yeah. Um, uh, Evgeny Malkin. He didn't have a point last game, but guess what? He had one of the previous seven games. I'll take seven and one if I'm laying, you yeah. know, minus 186. So I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've noticed when you lose, it's a bad feeling, but I feel like this is just pretty easy ways to add a little bit of, uh, of, of money to your bankroll. I don't know. Am I crazy with this? Looking at some of these guys that have a point every single game. Uh, I don't think you are. I don't think you are at all. I mean, um, two years ago at Wager Talk, for the first part of the season, I went pretty heavy doing just like I was parlaying them. So maybe let me know if I'm crazy for doing that because I, I was taking like, let's say Nikita Kucherov from Tampa Bay and Patrice Bergeron for Boston. They're both playing not against each other, but in big games, taking those guys each at like minus 200 to get a point, you know, and they end up each with a goal and an assist on the night and you cash a ticket. And it was kind of like it was taking away my risk a little bit. Of course, you obviously are adding in a two-team parlay, but you know, I I, I kind of want to go back to doing some of those. And I've I've thought about even just doing like a little segment on on YouTube on the Wager Talk channel each day of just like here's a couple props I like, because again, the depth guys are so fun to take a look at. But to me, the the depth pieces like the third and fourth liners. They're more so like the bargain bin goal scoring props, Andy. You know what I mean? Like this guy's going to come out of nowhere yeah. tonight, give you a plus 350 goal. But the top line, see, to me, all of that, I don't think that the odds makers account for the power play. The power play is the biggest thing for props, right? If you get on the power play, that's why I, I brought up the assist props last week. And I've, I've talked about it before on the show, but I really wanted to do that segment because it's just, I mean, you look at those exact same players that you mentioned, even a guy like Malkin, who's a shoot first guy on the power play. He's out there every time he's on the PP one. So if they get three or four power plays in a game, chances are when they score a goal, it touched his stick at some point, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to look at because some teams are, are not really scoring on the power play that much. And that's why it's, it's not worth it for betting those. But would you ever do that? Or would you just stick to finding the ones with reasonable juice and just betting the singles? Cause I used to bet, I used to just combo bet like two guys. Yeah. It's for me, I'm just taking the one guy and just taking the one guy that hits night after night. But the thing is you have to be consistent with it. Like you have to commit Right. to mulk in every single night. Like you can't just try and pick and choose because you can easily get yourself into trouble and you end up playing in the, you know, the couple nights. So when you're, when you, I, like I literally have a list here of some, some of these types of bets like Malkin and uh, Dolan. And I mean, I don't know, Charlie McAvoy, he's got a point and five out of his, you know, McAvoy, first six yeah. games and he, his prop was what, only Andy, minus 126. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you look at some of these guys that are just getting points every night and you just have to, I would, I, I've taken like two or three of them and I'm just saying I'm playing these guys every night, like to get a point. And I just hope at the end of the month, I'm going to be up and, you know, I'll take my lumps when they, when they lose. But, you know, for every time they lose, it feels like they're, they're winning five, six, seven in a row of these. So um, I just, I haven't looked at power play. I've just stuck with points. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I've done with it. So, um, you mentioned well, I, you started I was just saying the power play helps with those point props. That's all. Oh, like absolutely. Teams get to the power play all the time, you know. Well, Andy, that you kind of reminded me of like that's how I feel about uh, fading certain teams in the NBA right now against certain positions. I'm constantly betting against um, guards uh, against the uh, Golden State Warriors nonstop. I mean, it's something that I've done a lot right now. I mean, I would say that. 80% of the bets that I've made in the NBA this year have been on players facing the Golden State Warriors, Andy. There's certain teams that I'm just betting against right now. It's kind of like what you're telling me with your player props, right? I mean, I'm doing the same thing. Uh, I'm doing it your style, except for in the NBA here. I'm, I'm literally just circling a couple different names. I would say Donovan Mitchell also has probably been my heavily most bet guy uh, so far this season, you know, Steven Adams, why not bet his rebound prop? The guy's a machine, right? There's just certain props that I've looked at in the NBA this year where why try and reinvent the wheel? Why win one with one guy one day and then not go back to him? And sometimes I feel like that. Like I know people have said to me, well, like is Caulfield going to go over every game? I'm like, well, no, but He's gone over in like five of the last six, so <laughs> you might as well keep playing it. And I think it's a really good point that you make, and I think that you've taught me that, Andy, and I appreciate you for that because sometimes when you win a bet, you're like satisfied, and you're like, all right, that's enough of that guy, but why? Why is that enough of that guy? Let's keep winning with that guy. You know, in the playoffs, you really taught me that with your player props, man. You were you were firing on some some players every game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a good point in NBA. There are certain teams. I mean, you just look at uh, centers are now dominating the Phoenix suns uh, point guards are dominating the Detroit Pistons and the golden state warriors. Um, yeah. And these, these aren't stats that are too difficult to find, but you, again, you just got to be consistent with it. And you're absolutely right about Donovan Mitchell. You just, you just commit to playing him, you know, week in and week out and, you know, Every once in a while, he'll go under, but uh, when he goes over, he just does it in spurts and streaks, and then you all of a sudden end up cashing like three, four, five in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, Andy, um, really quick, one one prop that's just the most frustrating one for me that I just regret even trying to dive into. I'm wondering if you ever bet this in the NBA. Do you bet the three pointers made? 
because that one just makes you want to blow my brains out. That one, I can't do it, man. Whenever I bet that one, it's like the guy's been shooting the lights out, and then the game I select, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to shoot tonight. Or like, and it's happened to me so many times where it's just like, I'm done with this prop. Like, this guy sucks at shooting whenever I bet on him, so I can't do it. I don't do it. I don't do it a whole lot. I know Kevin Herter has been a fantastic one. Um, I believe he's gone under a few times, but most of the, most of the nights he's getting over his two and a half. So that that's one to to look at. But yes, it is it is frustrating. I've had a couple of those. Uh, I I I bet on uh, Tyrese Halliburton to go over his points, and I was I was a little late getting home, so I turned it on, and the first quarter was over, and he was zero for six from the field. And you're like, well, this one's over. It's dead in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shoot. Yeah. So, <laughs> Good part about the uh, NBA, get... though, you usually know when you're when you're done. You're like, ah, this guy's having an off night. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just uh, to let the chat room know, uh, a first off, thank you for joining us day after Thanksgiving. Love you guys. Uh, and Andrew, there is we have puck time today, right at eleven o'clock. Yes, sir. Just Carmen okay, so, today, so, and he does have his six and sixty segment as well. Okay, guys, so a couple of you have been asking. So, yes, 11 o'clock, Andrew and Carm are going to be breaking down this massive slate of NHL. Very, very excited about it. Um, Andrew, I'm going to get to uh, a best bet here, but uh, real quick, tell us what you got going on this weekend. Yeah, once again, we've got three NFL plays going on Sunday. Uh, We've got a little bit of a total, some sides mixed in there as well. Uh, jam-packed NHL slate. I am involved in some early games, so if you want my NHL action, I do have some 2%, like I mentioned, some 4% plays going later in the day and uh, tomorrow as well. Um, We're going to have a little bit of college basketball, a little bit of NHL, and uh, that's about it. Of course, the props are always in action for Sunday, but uh, really low volume for me. So if you want to grab those plays, grab an all-access package, grab a three-day pass, seven-day pass, and uh, we'll try and cash long-term. I know Andy and I are both the same way as far as that, but if you want just to play for the day, grab it today at wagertalk.com. I do have packages available. I'm pumped. I'm fired up for today's NHL slate. Um, who doesn't like uh, hockey during the day or, or sports in general during the day? So I can't wait. It's great. Um, grab Andrew's stuff at wagertalk.com. I will have a 5% NFL play up for Sunday. We're going to have a PFL play up for today. And, of course, we have World Cup, women's college basketball. Again, a three-day pass or seven-day pass is the best way to go. I mean, we've been running hot in uh, these best bets in NFL. Women's college basketball is off to a 14-2 and two start. World Cup is doing well. So you can grab all those and really, really add some money to the bankroll. All right, let's get to the best <laughs> – Bet of the day. I'm in charge of this one. Let's do Latavius Murray over 63 and a half yards rushing. Uh, listen, it just had enough of Melvin Gordon and his fumbles, so they just got rid of him. Uh, and now this is this is Latavius Murray's job. So uh, they're running the ball well over 20 times a game. I I think Latavius Murray gets 15 plus carries, uh, maybe more. And this Panthers team that they're playing is just a disarray. Sam Darnold is now starting at quarterback. The Panthers defense is just getting worse as the season goes on. They've given up 164.7 yards per game rushing the last three games. I think Murray is just going to get here by by pure volume. This number seems pretty low for a guy that has the entire backfield to himself. They may uh, promote uh, Marlon Mack up. I don't expect a whole lot of touches from him, and I'm not sure if Mike Boone is going to – uh, make an appearance, but this is Latavius Murray's week to shine against a really, really bad team. 
I know it's I know it's hard to imagine the Denver Broncos having a lead, but if there if there is one team that they can get a lead against, it's this struggling Panthers team. So look for Latavius Murray to have a nice game to get over sixty three and a half rushing yards. Uh, that is our prop. Uh, of the week there. So uh, don't forget to go get Matt Joseph's 5% play at sportsmemo.com. He's got a college football team total. He cashed his 5% last week. He's number one uh, in college football at sports memo. So grab that. Should be a really, really good weekend for the prop it up guys. Andrew's got some big stuff in NHL. Uh, I've got a lot of sports going and Matt is doing great in college football. So uh, thanks everybody in the room for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. Hope everyone had a Great Thanksgiving, and we're looking forward to a very profitable weekend. Good luck, and we'll see everyone next week on Prop It Up. Whether you're a current Wager Talk TV subscriber, a fan of the extensive amount of free betting information we release, or a client of one of our incredible lineup of handicappers at Wager Talk or Sports Memo, we thank you. Thanksgiving is a holiday loaded with traditions, and we started one of our traditions years ago. Get a seven-day all-sports all-access from any handicapper for just $69. That's under $10 per day and just $10 more than a three-day all-access. So whether you're traveling, have a house full of relatives, or just sitting back relaxing with an incredible week of sports, you can do so with the convenience of a seven-day pass. There's no coupon needed, and you can choose as many services as you'd like. This Thanksgiving special will be available through Cyber Monday, November 28th, all for just $69. Thank you again for being part of the Wager Talk and Sports Memo family.